global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Catherine Cowdery. Well, the stock market is moving higher as traders feel less anxious about Britain's vote last week to leave the European Union. Mark Carney signaled the Bank of England could cut interest rates within months as a central bank tries to shield an economy rattled by the shock of Brexit. Now, Standard & Poor's has just reiterated its rating on the United States at AA+. It affirmed its ratings. The S&P 500 on track for a third straight quarterly advance. All 10 industry groups in the S- in the benchmark are gaining with consumer staple shares up the most. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg Radio. Dow Industrial Average up 187 points, 1.1% 1. 1 at 17,881. S&P 500 up 23 points, a gain of 1.1%, 1. 1 trading at 2,093. NASDAQ higher by 49 points, a gain of 1%, 1. 1 trading at 48.28. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil down a dollar 53 a barrel, 3.1% to 48.36. Spot Gold down $3.30 a ounce to 13.2360. Ten-year Treasury up 11.30 seconds with a yield of 1.47%. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Catherine Cowdery, thank you so very much. Market volatility, the Brexit vote, so many things hanging over investors' head. Is it time to look at an ETF? And if so, which kind? Now it's time for our ETF report with Catherine Cowdery. It's a tale of two different kinds of ETF investors, told by flows after the U.K. vote to withdraw from the European Union. We saw a lot of the hot money, this is the big institutional money that moves very short-term, leave a lot of the risk on ETFs like SPY and the Qs. Bloomberg intelligence analyst Eric Belchuna says, in contrast, retail investors seem to shrug off the U.K. vote. If you look at the ETFs they like to use, Vanguard and Schwab, they all took in money just like normal. You know, there's a drip, drip aspect to Vanguard and Schwab flows, and that drip kept coming right through Friday, right through Monday. No big deal. Baltunis takes a closer look at those flows since the Brexit vote. Spiders ETFs lost $4 billion. Vanguard took in a billion, Schwab a couple hundred million. That, to me, shows a difference in terms of um, how scared... Balchunas says there is one ETF that's been popular with both institutional and retail investors this year, and that's the Spider Gold Shares, ticker GLD. It's taken in more than $12 billion so far this year. That's your Bloomberg ETF report. I'm Catherine Cowdery. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. The future, more uncertainty than ever, it seems, after the Brexit foe. We've been talking about that a lot on Bloomberg, as you know. Now we want to talk about it with someone who's been watching the markets for many years and travels around the world, speaking to investors, looking for companies to invest in. And that's Don Gimble. He's portfolio manager at Geneva Investment Management, which is based in Chicago. Don joins us today from Helena, Montana. Don, welcome back. Good Good to have an opportunity to discuss what has been beaten to death for the last four days. Well, it's kind of hard not to beat it to death, though, isn't it? Because it's a pretty big deal. It is a huge deal. And uh, I think what is most interesting is how little anybody knows about what the future holds. Because this is a, a really monumental sort of shift, which is uh, what, what the British did is only the tip of the iceberg. I mean, we, we see people upset about the status quo all over the world. And, uh, I mean, the United States is, is not, uh, uh, has not escaped that. Look at the people we have running for uh, 
the highest office in the land. These are people that uh, the, the voters are saying, we want change. And that's what happened in England. We want change. We're not sure what we want, uh, and we're not sure what it means, but we don't like the way it is. Uh, as, as economies change and develop and mature uh, around the world, uh, people who were used to the status quo f- somehow feel as though they're being excluded from what's going on. And it's a very uncomfortable uh, situation, and they're, they are reacting, some would say irrationally, uh, to, uh, to, what, uh, to the, the normal change in the way governments and countries work. And this vote last week is, is simply a manifestation of that, but we have to look more closely at, at how, to, how it affects politics, how it affects government, how it affects markets, and then how does it affect individual companies. And I think that's what the, the latter is, is something that, that uh, hasn't, we haven't spent enough time discussing. Well, let's do uh, right now. How does it gonna, and how, so how do you start that kind of, uh, gauging analysis, how it affects individual companies, where they're based, the size, the industry they're in? Tell us how, how you're doing that, Don. Well, it, 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 it's a, well, <laughs> I'm glad you asked because that's what I wanted to talk about. Um, when, when it comes to investing, and we're, we're investors, we're not speculators, we're not, we're not traders, we're investors. So the first thing we look at is the quality of the management of the companies in which we are investing. And if you, if, if you are invested in companies that have great management, have, have a proven record of, uh, of knowing what's going on or at least having a good idea, have, having a, uh, uh, a good business plan that, uh, that can be modified, you're, you're a long way down the lane, uh, in, in picking good investments. Now, are there going to be huge changes in, in, in the uh, relationship between the UK and Europe in the next five years? Well, definitely. Uh, uh, and until Article 50, though, is, 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 uh, brought to bear, nothing's going to change in the UK. And, uh, the Prime Minister is already on record as saying he doesn't want to do anything before, before the fall. And, uh, people in Europe are saying that's not good enough. You got to do it now if you're going to do it. So I, I think that there's a lot of of uh, indecision going on in the UK as to what the time frame is, much less try to address what the new relationships are going to be. But as an investor, I look at the companies in which I'm invested, and I know that the management of those companies, because I talk to them on a regular basis, uh, I know that they are uh, they have already given a lot of thought. They didn't think this was going to happen, but it did. But they've been giving it a lot of thought as to are they positioned to uh, to continue to do well. And my answer is, you know, it, it, the industries that I particularly like are things like pollution abatement, uh, thing, things like transportation, things like food. All the, These are basic industries, and if you've got companies in those fields, uh, that, that have experience and are well, uh, have proven track records. These companies, uh, will do well regardless of whether their, their manufacturing operation, uh, is in the UK or in France or in the United States or in Brazil or in, uh, China. Uh, these, these are companies that anticipate, 
uh, and look at the alternative possibilities. And when, when something like this comes out of the blue, or not quite out of the blue, but certainly surprises, uh, there is a plan. And I think that over the, what the stock market this week has said is initially, oh, my gosh, the, the world is ending. Then the realization that, hmm, it's not ending. And uh, we, we need to uh, sit down and decide what, co- what companies are going to do well, not, not just because of the industry they're in, but the companies that have the management that are smart enough to figure out where we're going. Okay. I want to turn to China because you invest in Chinese companies. You right. travel to China. The yuan touched its lowest level since January. Earlier today, there was a report that the PBOC, the People's Bank of China, is ready to uh, let the yuan, its currency, weaken. Now, it snapped back for a while. Traders were wondering if they really had shifted their stance. What do you make of this this speculation? What do you make of what the PBOC may do, Don? Uh, well, the the first the first comment is that the PBOC is a very bright group of people and uh, they they've been working on what the real value of the yuan is and what what its value should be against the US dollar as well as against the yen and the euro and uh, uh there is a, there is an economic change going on in the in the people's republic uh which a few years ago was almost completely dedicated uh, to the, the export of, uh, of, of goods from the People's Republic. And the, the, the Zhuang, uh, the Zhu government, um, has, has changed that. And we're seeing lots of change in China, uh, which over a long period of time is going to be very beneficial. Uh, I would, I would suggest that the, the Yuan could weaken a little bit from here, but not very much because it's, it's not really in the, in the, in the uh, interest of the PR uh, of the People's Republic, to have uh, too weak a currency because they are now major importers of a lot of things, goods and services, and uh, a, a much weaker yuan would be uh, a negative for the People's Republic. Just quick, very quick, final question: uh, the S and P 500. Uh, is, are we? Is it going to? Are we going to stay in this range, 2000 to 2100? By the end of the year, higher, lower? Just quickly, what do you think, Don? Uh, I would say we're in a trading range. It might, if it breaks out, it'll break out on the upside, not the downside, because I think 2017 is going to be a very good year for stock markets around the world. All right. Don Gimbel just creating the pathway to his next interview on Taking Stock. We're going to have to find out why 2017 is going to be so good. Portfolio Manager, Geneva Investment Management of Chicago. Don joined us today from Helena, Montana. I'm Kathleen Hayes. My co-host, Pim Fox, is on vacation this week. And this is Taking Stock, and this is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.